0: is down to their final out now. Now up to Christian Yelich. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Brewers Podcast. Happy 4th of July, Brewers fans. Happy 4th of July, Brewers fans. My name is KJ Ikestead. I'll be your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex Ikestead. Alex, thank you for joining us. Happy to do so. Brewers have been playing tremendous baseball. It's the 4th of July, kind of like that halfway point, and could not be more ecstatic about this team's performance and so I'm, I'm really excited to get into it thanks for having me yeah it's been a little while we're, we're apologized for a little bit of a break brewers fans uh you know the bucks have just gone to the finals so that's been exciting but at the recording of this podcast the brewers are 51 and 34 they've played 85 games so like alex said we're at a great halfway point kind of can really assess the team and, and what they're looking at going forward so without further ado Let's jump into it. All right, so the Milwaukee Brewers, one of the hottest teams in baseball, 9-1 in their last 10, just lost their first time in 11 games you know the run differential is now tops in their division by significant margin. Cincinnati Reds are below them 7 games back 43 and 40. Chicago Cubs 42 and 42, a team that we've seen fall back to earth on a beautiful beautiful 9-game losing streak. Love to see it 1 and 9 in their last 10. Even the mighty St. Louis Cardinals, who have been run so well for so long, have made some pretty interesting trades and acquisitions. They've fallen below five hundred, and then there's the Pittsburgh Pirates, who who have already been, you know, kind of in that cellar. But Alex, I mean, to me, it's kind of surprising how the rest of the division is really just. You know, maybe it should be more credit to the Brewers, but the Brewers have put separation in between themselves and the rest of the division, which is amazing because it'll really allow them to play loose. And i just wondering, like, what are your thoughts on the first half as we reflect here? Thoughts on the first half? Way more winning and way better pitching than I'm accustomed to. I mean, maybe you've seen the Brewers jump out to those fiery starts. Remember the Carlos Gomez years? Uh, Maybe – those hot Aprils, 20 and nine, a lot of winning early on, but it was always like a struggle midway through the season. And it never really felt like the Brewers were as dominant as they've been. They, they feel like a dominant baseball team. Not, not only in the seven days, last seven days on this win streak, um, 11 days, honestly. Um, but the Brewers in the last seven days, I've, they they've scored 61 runs. Yeah. They've and, been balling. And when you pair that with the pitching, it's like this is what what you what we're seeing when the offense starts to break loose a little bit. Um, yeah, the the schedule hasn't been the toughest as of late, but the Brewers have taken care of business. They've shown they can beat any team in the MLB. They've shown they have three dominant starting pitchers: Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns. I mean, it's hard to get better than the rotation. And Adrian Auser, you know, you got a lot of other starters. Eric Lauer, Brett Anderson. Brewers are second in the MLB in quality starts. Only the Oakland Athletics have more quality starts than the Brewers do. The Oakland Athletics have 42, and the Brewers have 40, which means almost every other game, the Brewers are getting a quality start out of their starter, and it's allowing Craig Council to really manage his – elite bullpen super effectively and shout to josh Hader, just win another uh reliever I mean, of the Hader, month hater's been the best relief pitcher this is the best i've seen Hader throw in his whole career and that's saying something because yeah. he's had some amazing seasons but hater 0.55 ERA right out of the back of the bullpen zero home runs allowed this guy's got 20 saves hasn't allowed a single home run he's had issues in the past allowing home runs he's had issues walking guys but he's only got 12 walks this year He's got 55 Ks in 32 innings, so that's a 15 K-9. I mean, he's just been tremendous, and he's been shutting the door on a lot of these close wins. So this Brewers team, they, they've done a lot of winning. It's been a lot of close wins because if you're going back, you know, a month or so, the Brewers' run differential wasn't that, wasn't that great. No. But now it's looking a lot better. It's looking pretty green. Um, but this Brewers team is, like, almost breaking out. And the pitching has just remained solid. Three guys under 2.5 ERA. Well, the Brewers lead baseball in strikeouts. Nuts. It's like nuts. The pitching gets more strikeouts. The Brewers pitching gets more strikeouts than any other team. They, they're, they get more strikeouts than the Dodgers. They get more strikeouts than the Padres, more strikeouts than the White Sox, the Reds, the Angels, the Rays, Red Sox, Yankees, Indians, all those good teams. The Brewers have... 861 team strikeouts in 752 team innings. That's a team-wide K-9 of 10.3. That's absurd. And you know what that is? That's David Stearns pretty much like putting a couple years of his regime onto the Brewers franchise, you know, bringing in the Harvard analytics, bringing in just the the, the Astros team building, bringing in like a, a good mesh of talent and and farm system and management and they've been able to get the job done and now the brewers have one of the most analytic dominant like like the easiest way to not let the other team score runs is to not let them put the ball in play and the brewers do that better than any other team the milwaukee brewers do that than better than any other team pitching is the most expensive skill in the majors it really is you know it's like doing it cheaply we're doing it and in a cost-effective manner. So I think that's just really cool. I've got this to throw out there. Go for it. So I'm not really sure uh, what, what this stat is. This is one of the first times I've seen it. It's championship win probability added by pitcher. And what does championship win probability added by pitcher mean? Well it means it's a change of plus or minus 100% would indicate one world world series win added or lost, right? Wow. So it's like this player has a lot of skills that are showing that are the best in a championship and Brewers fans. This is nuts. This is nuts. Number 1 in the MLB in this championship WPA is Josh Hader at 3, meaning he would if the Brewers had Hader or not. He'd be responsible for almost three wins. That's insane. Number two is Brandon Woodruff at 2.6. So he's responsible for 2.6 wins. Number three is Jacob deGrom at 2.3. But guess who's number four? Freddy Peralta at 1.9. I mean, the Brewers are just loaded, and it's almost loaded in a way that's looking really, really nice for the playoffs. Well, we talk about championship windows at the box. Well, the Brewers look like they might have one as well. Um... Yeah, good pitching beats good hitting. Good pitching takes, I would say, less slumps than hitting. And the Brewers have all these guys locked up for a while. They have, like, the core of their team locked up for a couple years. So the Brewers are in a window. And, and you mentioned Peralta. You know, I know a lot of Brewers fans thought Willie Peralta was a good pitcher once upon a yeah, time. And he was supposed to be the guy, including right? Including myself. It's like, you know, yeah. Willie was a great Peralta, but Freddie's really doing, doing some nice one. stuff. I mean, exactly. this season by Freddie would be the best – by a Brewers pitcher since CeCe. Wow. And the fact that he's got Burns. Yeah. And and Drift, right Woodruff side, side, side mates. Oh, man. You, you know what I want to do real quick? I actually want to do a quick check on the war. Wins above replacement from these pitchers. Brandon Woodruff at the halfway mark. He's got 4.3 wins above replacement. You multiply that over a you know, whole season, it's about 8.6. That's MVP caliber. 101 innings. 119 strikeouts at 10.6. You know, .78 whip, 1.87 ERA. This guy could win Cy Young any day of the week. 13 quality starts and 16 total starts. Uh, Freddie Peralta right underneath him, 3.3 wins above replacement. That's like 6.6 across the full season. You know, a little less innings in Woodruff, more strikeouts, a little higher pitch counts because of that. Uh, Josh Hader's on pace for 5.2 wins above replacement. Jo- Corbin Burns on pace for... Um, five. After that, it's a steep drop-off. That's really crazy because, you know, it's a the big five, have, it's a those, big five. those are like all-stars. Like, they should have probably four all-stars this year, if you think about it. Corbin, Willie, or sorry, Freddie. Freddie, Freddie Corbin, Woody, Josh Hayer, and also Big Brandon, Woody. Four pitchers, which is just... I mean they deserve it. They they're loaded. They're loaded. I mean if you look on the offensive side of the ball, Willie Adamas is Things going Things are crazy. shaping up. Yeah, last 7 games, I mean it's been it's been nuts for the Brewers to have 60 plus runs in 7 games. It's an average of what over 9, over 9 runs. Um, and it's been it's bar- barrage. I mean the Brewers are the first team to be down 7 or more runs. runs. And then lead by seven yeah. or more runs in the single game. So th- there's no one that can stop him. And it's been led by obviously Garcia all year. He's been the guy driving in runs. He's got 51 RBIs now, 15 home runs. Just really, I mean, he's batting with a two, about 250 average, um, 767 OPS. So very good for him. Abisil Garcia leading the power. But then Luis... Arias, I mean, he's, he's started to play really well as um, two, KJ. You mentioned Adamas. Let's talk about these two for a bit. In the last seven games, Arias has played six games. And I mean, he's, he's got, got two home runs. Run. He's got seven hits. He's got six runs. He's got an OPS of 784. He's got power. The man's got 10 HRs, 39 RBIs. It's like, what is this guy going to throw up 80, 90, 100 RBIs? That'd be sick. Yeah, and then then you got Adamas, who's just balling out of his mind in the last seven games. He's got eight hits, nine runs, three home runs, eight RBIs. He's batting 320 with a 1.189 OPS. Those are Christian Yelich. Well... Oh MVP numbers! I mean, the Brewers' middle infield—we kind of talked about this last, uh, last couple of pods actually—is just crazy talented. Between Adamus, between Colton Wong, going to get into him in a second, Jeez. but also don't sleep on Omar Narvaez. He actually leads the Brewers' position players and wins above replacement. He's got an eight five two OPS, twenty five home, uh, sorry RBI, seven home runs out of the catching position. Batted three hundred one. You know, think about that. Like he's on rocks He's reaching base at almost a 400% clip, you know, like 40% clip. He's been amazing. Jace Peterson's really been stepping up. Here's something kind of interesting. So Christian Yelich missed all that time, right? He missed all those games in the beginning, so he's kind of having a little bit of a weird year. Well, Tyrone Taylor's played 50 games. Christian Yelich has played 52 games, and Colton Wong has played 53 games. Uh, Tyrone Taylor's got six home runs. Yelich has... Five And Colton Wong has seven. So those guys are all like right in the same amount of games played. They're, they're, uh, Tyrone Taylor has the same uh, 21 RBIs, Yelly has 23, Wong has 20. Um, so they all have very similar RBI numbers, home run numbers, and also games played numbers. Uh, Yelly actually does have an OPS in the 800s. It's, it's 809, and Colton Wong's is he's 830. He's not happy with it, but he's still doing well. Yeah, so, so he's not entirely happy with that, but he's doing well. Um, and you almost expect him to kind of keep bringing that up. Because the thing about Yelly is whenever you watch a Brewers game, it's like he's always in the action, whether it's scoring runs, whether it's walking, whether in. it's getting, yeah, he's, getting he led, yeah. he's gotten a lot of walks this year. Yeah, yeah. His, How many does he have? Oh, man, 45, he's got a ton. Walks, 40, 45 walks. Forty five walks. Double the next 52 player. games. I mean, he's always had an incredible eye at the plate. So just to see him. And shout out to Luis Urias. You know, looking at the walk column, he's got 30 walks. So so he you know, Orlando Garcia, he didn't know what a walk was. <laughs> he didn't. He was literally a wild. I don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the Brewers, like, the bats are really clicking. And that's the most important thing, too, is they've been timely. Like, you don't win 11 games in a row by not being timely with the bats. And I'm just no. looking back at the standings here. I mean, it's beautiful. You look at the overall Major League Baseball, the Brewers have the fifth best record. And we're two and a half games out of the best record in baseball to the San Francisco Giants. I don't know. I don't know if I foresee them carrying that the whole rest of the way. I think people are worried about the crew. Then you have Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, they'll probably carry that. They're stacked. Their payroll's super high. You have the the Boston Red Sox. I can envision the Sox regressing, to be honest. But I think that the Strohs will stay up there. I think the crew will stay up there. I think the Sox will stay up there. Um, I can see the Padres staying up there. And I can also see the Rays staying up there. Um, You know, in terms of just, like, Heavy hitters where they're at. If you look at run differentials in baseball, the Brewers really dug themselves into some holes early on with like some <laughs> twenty to zero losses type type losses, and they're they're now climbing back up. They're actually ninth in baseball in their run differential. It's uh, plus forty five, and they've played much better than that. So that's like a really cool metric too. Um, if you go in just the National League, the Brewers actually have the fourth best record behind the the triple-headed beast in the Los Angeles, or sorry, uh, National League West, the, the Dodgers, Giants, and Padres. But if you go to the wild card, let's take a look at that wild card. I mean, it's going to be tough sledding for any team behind the Padres, or like behind that LA or sorry, that um uh, NL West division because all three of those teams are so good, and there's only two wild card spots. So it's, it's like a couple years ago, this would be one of those scenarios where uh, the third team might even get shafted and not even make the playoffs. You know, that we saw that happen for years. Well, now the Miami Marlins are actually the next best team in the wildcard race. They're 12 games under five hundred. Actually, I, I got the, I got the uh, thing sorted wrong. My bad. Uh, Cincinnati Reds are, are the first team, uh, you know, out of the wildcard race, followed by the Cubs. They're five and a half and seven games out. And considering how far back they are in the Central... It's just a great place to be. The well, Brewers yeah. have a nice cushion. They've got the they have the second longest winning streak in team history, besides the record starting one in eighteen or nineteen eighty seven. So the Brewers, I mean, they're going. They're a force to be reckoned with right now, and it's it's not just you know one or two guys. It's almost like a by committee effort. Omar Navas he had a five hit game. Shout out to him, just really doing work. But obviously, El Garcia, I think. He had a four-hit, 5 RBI game himself a couple days ago. He was balling, and it's, it's really just all clicking because, I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. with the fake-out double play, you know, yep. that's not something you see every day. And then uh, it's just cool because the Brewers are having fun. They are having fun. They're playing well. Playing loose. I mean, just something to keep an eye on is who's going to be buyers, who's going to be sellers, and who's going to be retooling. Well, the Brewers are going to be a buyer. I mean, we already brought up Aaron Ashby. That was cool to see. We kind of saw him, uh, or we talked about him in our previous episode, but he didn't really do too well. And, and that's almost like, okay, you get it out of the way, you know, I think he'll always come back to earth after that, hopefully get the jitters out, you know, he'll be all right. But the Brewers have some ammo, you know, their farm system has been going crazy, and they have some chips, and there's these teams like the New York Yankees even who are kind of like hovering around 500. the Washington Nationals, the Cleveland Indians, you know, all these Philly's, teams. Phillies, I mean, Philly's, all these teams are loaded you with know, yeah, talent. Could be sellers. Yeah, I mean, especially a team like the Yankees, it's like, what is going on with them for how much they spend on their, on their payroll? It's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, the, the fact that the Brewers have a bottom third payroll and that they're a top – 10 team well it's just okay so another you, sign of just how well stearns is done exactly <laughs> council so, so the brewers have the too. 21st payroll in baseball brewers fans their total payroll is 93 million i remember back in the day when you know cc and ben sheets were on the crew and their payroll is right around 60 70, Yeah, 80, it's gone up you know it, actually it's like it's definitely gone up over the decades but like you know, just to give you an idea of where the rest of baseball stands, Cleveland Indians are at 50, 53000000 million. They're the lowest in baseball. They're looking to sell the team. Tampa Bay, they're at $70 million. You know, that's pretty high for them. Uh, you look at the top, Dodgers are paying 250 The Yankees are at $200 million, The Mets are at 197 What a pathetic excuse. Brewers yeah, just, just doing work on these teams. Phillies in the five. Phillies are the fifth, you know, $183 million. Imagine if the Brewers took their payroll and were given double spending power. We would... We would win some series. We would win some <laughs> Might series. be a dynasty if the Brewers had double the payroll. It's like, oh, should we lock up Woody, Burns, Freddie? Oh wait, Freddie's already locked up. You yeah. know, like, lock <laughs> should up we him. lock up Hater? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um you know, Red Sox number seven, they're one seventy seven. Padres at number eight, one seventy three, Nationals at uh, ninth, they're one seventy two million. Cardinals are one seventy or sorry one sixty five million. Cubs are right behind them at eleventh hundred fifty five million. I mean, man, like the Cubs have not really spent like a ton of money in recent years. Well, what Stearns does is he always buys smart. Here's here's a prime example of it: Willie Adamas. I mean, this guy at Tampa Bay threw forty one games. He had about sim- he's played forty games for the Brewers, so about similar sample size to before playing with the Brewers. He was batting 197. He had a 625 OPS. He really wasn't getting the job done. That's just safe to say. David Stearns gets him on the cheap. Gets him on the cheap. By gets him low. on the cheap. Good as as low. Low. <laughs> He's got eight home runs, 29 RBIs in this 40 games with the Brewers. He's batting 292. He's got a 916 OPS while playing a premium, premium position. I mean, it's just like Stearns. Has done it again. And not only that, but this guy's he's twenty five years old. He is twenty five years old. So have to feel good about his youth and the way he's just playing overall and just Stearns with another genius move, KJ. Yeah, I mean, when you look at some of these teams, they're paying guys like Clayton Kershaw thirty one million, Garrett Cole thirty six million. You know, it's just like we've really got something special going here in Milwaukee. I mean the tailgating's back. Reopening day was a bang. That was awesome. Milwaukee's been beautiful. Milwaukee's been beautiful. They've been showing out. This team is, uh, you know, it's looking like we're going to make the playoffs for another fourth straight year in a row. <laughs> I don't want to get too ahead <laughs> of them? They were saying it was but... a fluke, and the, and I think the Brewers are no fluke. Well, it's like you see this kind of parallel across Wisconsin sports. It's like it, for the Bucks, for example, Giannis goes down, and all of a sudden there's a bunch of quote-unquote Bucs fans, you thought were fans, and they're kind of going, you know, red alert, the worst possible scenario, everything's done, give up on the season, pack it up, go home type of attitude. And you you see a lot of that similarity, too, with, with the Packers. And when Aaron Rodgers' adversity comes out, you know, we had this unbelievable season, a lot of pl- people are, you know, quick to take sides and maybe quick to kind of turn things into negativity – and same with the Brewers in the sense that we've made the playoffs three straight years and there's always those quote-unquote fans, you know, they're not quite maybe as true of fans as they should be, who complain about the management, who complain about the salary, who complain know. about the moves, who complain about the payroll. And it's like, look at what we're doing with this. We're playing amazing. You know, yeah, like, I, got, get, I got, give these guys some slack Yeah, go I got right. a fact for you, Cage. If I, if I had to give you a guess, how many Blair, Brewers players on the team, and Brewers fans, I'm asking you as well. How many Brewers players do you think make more than $1 million on the team? How, what's your number? How many players? Ten. Are it's exactly ten. Is it ten? It's exactly ten, and number ten is Brad Boxberger bringing in an even one mil. Above got, agent. But besides Brad, you literally have nine other Brewers making over a million. That's Peralta, Suter, Manny Pini, Pina, Omar Navarez, Brandon Woodruff, Jackie Bradley Jr., Josh Hader, Avicel Garcia, and Christian Yelich. So you've got all this, all of this production coming out of Daniel Robertson, Devin Williams, Corbin Burns, Adrian Hauser, Luis Arias, Jace Peterson, Tyrone Taylor. I mean, Adamus, Keston Hira. You name it. These guys are these guys are making. Well, if you you know it's it's unbelievable. What the Brewers have been able to build here. It really is. And like considering Mike Trout is making like four million a war, you know, five million a win above replacement. And and the fact that our pitchers are making like five hundred K for multiple wins above replacement, it's just it's unbelievably special. And how about the fact that the Brewers I mean there's there's some injured list potential, you know? There's and- some injured list potential. You got a guy like Low Kane. Could he ever get it going? <laughs> <hope so>. <laughs> <laughs> if if Low gets it going, this Brewers team is wow. I mean, the defense, the Colton Wong—he's kind of been battling injury all year. Um, maybe he comes back. And I mean, he'll be—he'll be Colton Wong's going. He's a big part of what we're doing around here. You're kind of seeing him battle some stuff, but you know, he's always back in the lineup, making plays, and and really just kind of bringing. The best of St. Louis with him over to Milwaukee. So, so Al, good time for uh, good Brewers, bad Brewers? What's I, your good Brewers? Good Brewers. I mean, we talked about it. If this guy could ever find his bat, he would be a great player. And Jackie Bradley Jr. Mm-hmm. has been lacing the ball the last seven days. He's got nine hits in 25 at-bats, Brewers fans. That's a 360 average over the last seven days. And a 967 OPS so, Jackie Bradley Jr., I mean, if he can produce over 300, he's all of a sudden going to be – that's going to change the Brewers lineup, you know. Like, so. Let's say if Jackie Bradley can, Jr. can hit like 280 for the rest of the year. The Brewers are unstoppable. Yeah, you know? Know. <laughs> and, and, you know, Willie Adamas keeps it going. It's really encouraging because Jackie Bradley Jr., he's kind of like Abacel Garcia in the sense that they're both in those two-year deals. And obviously, in year two of his two year deal now. He's really hit swinging the stick with a lot of authority. Now, Bradley Jr. is in year one, but maybe next year he'll swing the stick with more authority. Hopefully, he swings it this year with more authority. Starting to swing it a little better. My good brewers, trade deadlines coming up. Brewers look to be buyers. You know, season, uh, we've got about a month till the trade deadline, a little less, obviously. Brewers have, you know, bullets in the chamber, ammo in the hopper, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, I would love to see them make a move for. Jesus Big, Dad, you know, Addy Aguilar, bring back Jesus Aguilar. I would love to see Jesus Aguilar get brought back. He's on the Marlins right now. They're not entirely great. Um. But you know he he's he's gettable. That's what that means. You see guys like C.J. Crone. Uh, he he's kind of on a hot streak. He's on a one-year deal. Maybe help the Brewers out at first base. Other guys, you know, like Joey Gallo, maybe you want to move him to first base, he's a little bit more of that bigger name uh, yeah, you know it's just it's always an exciting time of year when you can really just see like who moves, is it prospects, is it players, and like what kind of impact will they? you don't make you know baseball's I, an interesting game like that it, there's it's a lot about the transactions you know and uh, about the moves made and i mean look at how big of an impact the Domus has had other teams might they might add so the, it's in the brewer's best interest to add as well i think yeah yeah i think i think you got to add some bullpen i think you definitely got to add a first base bat brewers did actually trade with the pirates for a uh like a minor league bullpen guy yesterday during the game. So a yep. little, little deal done while it was playing out. But uh, well, it, might always, it might end up paying off. Yep. Cage, what's your bad What's your bad Brewers? You know, my bad Brewers, the Brewers are in the middle of the pack, but I'm going to say lack of power from from our, you know, I would just say lack of power. You know, like we certainly don't mm-hmm. have a lack of power. You know, you see guys like Adamas, like Urias going off. But I'd like to see, you know, a couple more guys, whether that's Lorenzo Kane get back swinging the bat, knocking a few out. Uh, Some of our first baseman guys, you know, obviously Christian Yelich would love to see him smack, you know, maybe 20 home runs, 25, 30 home runs. um, Maybe not all in the second half, but if he can get up to 25 total, I think that'd be unbelievable. Mm -hmm. 25, 30 home runs uh, and and the Brewers would be in an incredible position, you know. It's really, this team has been playing so well for so long now. It's really nothing to get down on them about, except maybe maybe health. Get some guys healthy again, but not even that. You know, it's, it's not of, even that you big of a glaring really control issue. Control it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got one bad Brewers, Go and it. it's it's more of just unfortunate to see Aaron Ashby roughed up first start uh, against the Cubs. I mean, I he didn't agree. help himself. You know, he walked three guys. We were pretty pumped. We were kind of texting. Uh, there was a lot of eyes around Ashby. Like, how would he do? Like. Oh, Ashby, Ashby, you know he's starting, and then it was bad start. That it was nightmare first start, and it's kind of like that. That'll happen in the in the show, you know. It, this is this is what it's like when you're playing the best hitters. Let alone you're going up against the Cubs. Like that's a that's an offense that'll no 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 cakewalks, you know, in that offensive lineup. And so he didn't help himself out by walking some guys, but he didn't last an inning. Birds are able to pay him back and get the win though, so you know, turn it to good birds as we always do. He found a way. Team Absolutely, found a way. and it's it's such a long season. You know, earlier in the year when guys were scuffling, people were kind of saying like, "What do we do? What do we do?" Well, it's a long season, and Andy Haynes looks looks to be you know more secure than he obviously did. Obviously, our pitching coaches are unbelievable. Craig Council's managing to perfection. David Stearns pulling all the right moves. <laughs> Go and. and uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we already kind of talked about how there was some haters in the Adamas trade. Obviously, we we addressed that. Uh, but really, you know, there's just so much to be optimistic about for these Brewers. And we have seven games left until the All-Star break. So let's check it out. We have Monday coming up. Three games set against the New York Mets. That'll be fun. It's going to be fun. See DeGrom in action. Hopefully. Francisco Lindor. Then you have uh, Cincinnati. The Reds coming up. And, you know... Seven games, I think the Brewers can win five of those. I think maybe we win all four against Cincinnati, one of three in New York. Maybe we win two of three in New York, win three of four in Cincinnati. I think we can go five and two. What, what is, what's your prediction for that? I think five and two would be a great way to head in. I mean, if the Brewers only lose three games out of their last, say, 25 <laughs> that's pretty good way to enter the All Star break. That's not bad. That's, not, that's <laughs> not bad. You think I can get a nine hundred winning percentage? <laughs> I mean, they're they're up to six hundred, even six hundred winning percentage Brewers fans. That's that's always a great sign to see. Um, I just, just I just want to take one look at. I believe the yeah the Brewers have been so consistent away from Miller Park. Here's another bit of good Brewers. Uh, they've been twenty five and sixteen away from Miller. Miller Park and they're twenty six and eighteen at home, so uh a lot of consistency there from the Brewers on the road, so say they have to go play a team like the Giants, say they have to go play a team like the Dodgers brewers they 've shown they can win on the road and they've shown that they can do it against good teams there's actually yeah there's only three teams in the entire national league with a winning record on the road, and that's the Brewers, the Giants, and the Dodgers so kind of Brewers separating themselves into the class of the MLB, uh, showing they can get it done no matter where they play. Absolutely. you know, and, I mean, if we add, say, four or five wins from these next seven games onto the Brewers' current record, see where they'd be at. They'd be at 55 or 56 wins, and you go into the back half of the year, it's like, what would your Brewers' prediction be? You know, seven more games are at eighty four right now, or sorry eighty five <laughs> right now, <laughs> ninety two. Uh, you know, so they'd have maybe seventy some games left. I don't know. Maybe they could win a hundred games. Yeah, I think I think my prediction was <laughs> low eight or low seven or high sevens, low eights, maybe high eights, best case. And now it's looking like the Brewers might win ninety games. So yeah, just to show how how well they've played. They've, they've almost exceeded expectations. I, I will say they have for me up to this point. Yeah, if the Brewers wanted to win 90 games, they'd have to go, let's see, 85 games in the hole. Yeah, just doing some quick math. Bear with us, Bruce. <laughs> 77 <laughs> games remaining. Yeah. So they'd have to go 49. They'd have to lose 38 games. They'd have to go 49 and about 38 or something like that. Yeah, 39. Or, yeah, they 49 need four, and 49, and 30, or, uh, 49 and 38. That's 39, actually, because it would be 90 games. Oh, yeah. Thir- yeah. So the Brewers could do just fine. You know, they could do just fine. Yeah, they, they could play about 500 ball rests rest of the way and, like, Win ninety games. That's yeah. a, what a feeling like. If they they could win a hundred games, well, you know, you know that some other teams are going to be making their runs. It's so interesting, and I think the runs are going to be coming from the the NL East. I think a team like the Braves, the Phillies, or the 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 Nats are going to make their run. Um, you know, they're just too talented. I think the yeah. Braves. You got to keep an eye on the Braves. Phillies are very talented. Can't sleep on the Nats. Obviously, they've gotten it done time and time again. They're a very talented squad themselves. I think that's where the runs going to come from. You know, I think the NL West—they are who they you don't we think thought the they cubbies were. The Cubs or the Cards? I, I mean, maybe the Cubbies and the Cards. I, you know, both those teams—you definitely can't sleep on them. You're right. But I think I think the runs going to come from the NL East. I think it's going to be a wild card battle. It's going to be where you got to win the Central Division. You got some more good Brewers. What's that? The fact that the Cubs are one and nine in their last 10 games. That is some damn good Brewers. You know what that is? That's some good Cubs. (laughs) (laughs) That's some happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, Brewers fans. So I think that's a great time to wrap up. I just want to thank Al for joining the show. Al, thanks for coming on. Yep, thanks for having me, Brewers fans. Some of the greatest fans in the world. Love the fan base. I'm really excited to talk about this team and watch how things play out this summer. So... A lot of optimism. Thanks for Amen. having me. Amen. You know we're gonna be talking Brewers a lot more in the second half of the season. In the meantime, the Bucks are in the NBA Finals, so make sure to head over to the Ike Bucks podcast. Check that out. Check out Ike Brewers on Twitter. Ike Bucks on Twitter. Get all your your Milwaukee Wisconsin sports updates. Um, my name is KJ I Just want to thank everyone for joining us. And until next time.